Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga. With player picks as hard to handle as Oliver Glasner's e-scooter, fancy advice as hyped as Augsburg new boy Ricardo Pepe, and two pundits hoping for as much longevity and success at the fantasy helm as Christian Streich has had in Freiburg. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Football Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 18, the first episode of 2022. And joining me, as always, he is the fantasy football got himself, Flo Reinecker. Flo, a big Happy New Year to you as well as to you listeners. Did you slide well into 2022, my friend? Well, of, of course not, James. Unfortunately, my wife and my younger son got sick on New Year's Eve. And so, yeah, a lot of puking around in the Reinecker household on New Year. Now that so, sometimes can be the sign of a good New Year's celebration, this time not quite the case. No, huh? it wasn't. I, I can tell you that it, it wasn't drink related. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately not. Yeah, fireworks of a very different variety, perhaps. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's not exactly how you want to slide into a New Year. Yeah, but I mean, I kept my head above water and... Now, everyone else around me was sick, but yeah, I pulled through. That, that I'm so, glad to hear about. Yeah. I, I take that as a win. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to find the silver lining somewhere, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I fully understand. I mean, yeah, the, the, the festive period, mine was thrown into chaos. Couldn't go to England to celebrate with my family in the end. So yeah, uh, plans went out the windows. So a lot of mixed feelings due to the whole coronavirus situation in Europe right now. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that in many different ways. But what we do have is uh, unlimited transfers in the Bundesliga fantasy world, which uh, it comes as a small relief, I guess, in the grand context of life itself. But it is something to have a bit of fun with. And I mean, uh, I know I'm not alone in the fact that anyone listening to the show perhaps plays the fantasy Premier League game. Now, COVID has ripped through that one and wreaked havoc over the last couple of weeks. It is Possibly going to happen in the Bundesliga as well. A Friday night game right now between Bayern and Gladbach hanging by a thread, it seems. But we are going to try and help you guys navigate all of this because the next unlimited transfer break will not be until March. So we've got a long way to go. And admittedly, we have the, the relief and then the, you know, of three free transfers a week, which does help. Nevertheless, I think we might be in for some choppy times. I think you kind of predicted that at the end of 2021 flow. It looks like COVID might run rampant though at the start of 2022. <laughs> Yeah, did I? Yeah, sometimes I really wish I'm wrong, um, <laughs> but it seems like I'm I'm not. But we'll see. I mean, I look back uh, today at the start of the season because uh, if you remember, James, there was a COVID outbreak at Mainz yep. uh, at the start of the season, and they missed. I just checked eleven players because of COVID but still had to play against Leipzig. So Bayern is missing nine players right now. I think it would be bad optics to cancel a Bayern game with nine missing players and let Mainz play with 11. I think that's a very fair point. Just like my feeling. And we'll see about that. I really wanted to check what's the official professional squad of Bayern is because a lot of the time... Like we got rules in Germany uh, similar to the rules in Britain and other parts of, of the world, I'm sure as well, um, that a club has to have a certain amount of homegrown players, players that went to youth ranks in the country. Like sometimes clubs sign players to professional contracts. Like you wouldn't know that they are professionals, but 
they need to sign these players to get the quota of the homegrown players. I'm not sure if that's the case with Bayern. Because like I said, like I tried to research it in a bit, but I couldn't find it in a hurry. I don't it's think not top it's top of the Google search. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it could be a bit shameful for a club uh, of a statue like Bayern if they have like players that are on the books that are not really uh, prof- in the professional squad. But if they are, I mean, these players should count um, when they make a hat count. And uh, I think 15 players is a threshold in the DFL rules that you need 15 players. And at least one of them has to be a goalkeeper to go on with a match. And I imagine that Bayern is still above 15. Yeah, by all but accounts they are. With probably a lot of players we've never heard of. Yes. But... That's that was probably the case with Mines as well. They were playing players like Nebel and other guys. We like we they 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 were lost in the shuffle afterwards. So uh, no one cared really about Mines. But I've seen a lot of talk that it would be a shame if the Bayern match went on. Well, we had situations like that. I think Ingolstadt in the second division had similar counts. They they played. So I'm just feel like. It's it's probably uh, going to happen and the game will be played because like in the past, the DFL weren't too lenient with just calling off. It had to be that like the health ministry said that all the, the players had to go to quarantine. Yeah. And then matches were called off, but not because of individual cases. Well, and that's it. And there was a fear because I think Alfonso Davies was the latest one that came out yesterday. And there was fears that he had been in contact with enough players that the health minister may intervene at that point. But it doesn't look like that's happened. And I mean, it is one of those. You are right. There have been other cases that have taken place this season that have set a precedent. Yeah, but this is like this game is in the spotlight. I understand well, of course that. It is. But yeah, yeah. I, I just want to make you sensible for it's not like... If this game is going to be played, Bayern isn't be harsher done by as other clubs so far in the past. So it it would be, as harsh as it may sound, business as usual for Bayern having to play with backups. Yeah, and I mean, it's been one of the criticisms of Bayern coming into the season was that their squad lacked a little bit of depth and that they, they could be a little thin on the ground at times. Of course, this is an extreme case that necessarily, you know, can't be necessarily accounted for pre-season. But it, yeah, I mean, hard hit right now. I think it's nine players total uh, at last count yes. are out yeah. uh, for Bayern. And I mean, these are nine fringe players. These are, we're talking core members of the side. So we will be talking about that. And, and they have other injuries True. and the <laughs> yeah. uh, African Cup of Nations. So Chupo uh, Muting and Sa. Are also missing yep. from the squad. I know Buna Saar, man. He had his big his big opportunity right now, <laughs> and he's blown it again. <laughs> he just can't catch a break. Yeah, and Stanisic is injured. Yep. Goretzka is injured. Um, so um, although I think he's not ruled out yet, Goretzka no, that yeah. is, but Stanisic is. But so they got injuries on top of uh, Corona, and they got internet players playing uh, the Africa Cup of Nation, which I think is totally fine. I think we have to give out more respect to that tournament because everyone is treating it like it's, yeah, it's a nuisance for uh, every European club. But yeah, could you imagine that we would treat the European Championship that way? Oh, yeah, no, way. no way. No yeah. way. So uh, they should 
play the African Cup of Nation and everyone should be happy for the players to take part and, and, and oh, no, yeah. fight for the African crown. Yeah, yeah. Fully, fully agree. I mean, like, yeah, we come from the position of privilege sometimes in Europe, but I think it shows in this case as well. But I mean, uh, if you think about it, the Euros went, went ahead in multiple different countries. At least the African Cup of Nations is restricted to just Cameroon. And I mean, yes, there's debates left and right about whether Cameroon is a, a good host country, um, but we don't need to delve into that. The fact is it's a it's a wonderful tournament that should be enjoyed. And I mean, we've got some wonderful representatives from the Bundesliga that have gone as well. You know, I uh, think of Taiwo Awoni, uh, Rami Benzabaini, Amadou Haidara, you've got Umar Mamoush. I mean, the list goes on. There's a good uh, handful of them. I mean, in the fantasy sense, not any real needle movers. I don't think we've lost any big players in the fantasy game, but I think what it may have is a further impact on other players at the squads uh, that are missing players because of that Africa Cup of Nations. So, you know what, we've kind of rambled on yes. for 10 minutes here at the start of the show. We might as well get our teeth stuck into the fixtures. We've already touched on Bayern against Gladbach because, as we've mentioned, uh, when it comes to COVID cases, they are the major story right now, Bayern. Gladbach, in their own right, you know, they, they've been suffering in a very different way. Uh, their form has been really off and was really off going into the new year. However, I guess we shouldn't forget the fact that they were out of form when they met Bayern in the day of people Carl in the second round and blew them away 5-0. So, you know, anything's possible. And of course, ask for a respite during the winter break, a chance to go back to the drawing board for someone like Adi Hütter, who was on the hot seat. It's a valuable opportunity. Nevertheless, Bayern against Gladbach is, is a tricky one because of the COVID situation flow. So I guess the question I have to ask is, how are you navigating it when it comes to picking your team? Uh, yeah, uh, so... If we expect this game to be played, I have interest in Lewandowski and probably no one else. So or, or I will have Lewandowski and probably no one else. So I, I was excited a bit as I read that Malik Tillman uh, is expected to start. Uh, his brother is playing for third, so uh, we could see two Tillmans on this weekend yeah. in the Bundesliga. But he's a striker in the game. Uh, he's one million. So you got a starting player of Bayern possibly at one million. Yeah, yeah. But he's a striker in the game. That kills kills me. If he were a midfielder. Yeah, I did yeah. I did the exact same thing. I was so excited because because we talked about the lack yeah. of midfielders and I saw him in the predicted lineup. I went, yeah. Oh, please tell me he's a midfielder. And he wasn't. <laughs> That's the first thing as uh, I checked as well. I think Muziala is a fine pick uh in midfield. So I like Lewandowski, then Muziala, although I'm not like I'm not sure that I would pull the trigger. It probably depends on how the Bayern starting 11 looks right now. Like we're talking about the players that are missing. They they could be like the, the attacking four could still be uh, Nabri, Müller, Musiala and Lewandowski. So uh, and then you got uh, Roca and Savica as the holding midfielder. You got Pavard and Süle uh, as the center backs. And you got Kimmich as the right back, probably. And like the only spot who's not top of the Bundesliga quality wise will be the left back spot. So I still think they, they are the favorites in that in this match. Um, but we have to wait and see uh, how the starting lineup will shape out yeah. to begin with. But I can't see me pulling the trigger on a Bayern defender. And then it's just Musiala and Lewandowski are the options. Yeah, I mean, Kimmich loses value because he's probably not going to play in midfield as well. Yeah. So even though he's back and people might think, oh, great, 
you know, he's going to suffer this week. I mean, to read you the list of players that are missing, Kingsley Coman, Alfonso Davies, uh, Luca Hernandez, Manuel Neuer, Tongi Nianzu, Omar Richards, Leroy Sane, Corentin Tolisso, and Dio Upamecano. And again, those are just the COVID cases. Goretzka, we mentioned, is a doubt because he might have been someone that people would mm. look to. Have you mentioned Davies? Yeah, yeah, yeah Davies yeah. mentioned as yeah. well. And so, yeah, Goretzka... Uh, you know, I think people may have turned to him and gone, you know what, he's a he's a valuable midfield option. I can pick him and be okay with him for the next couple of weeks. Even he's now a doubt because I think uh, it was Julian Nagelsmann that described his situation as unbearable right now in terms of the fact that they don't want to rush him back and risk longer term injury. Um, so that's a pretty bit, bit of a tricky situation as well. And the problem is, Flo, uh, you know, Bayern a bit weakened here. But it doesn't make Gladbach that much more enticing as a fantasy option, no. does it? No, no, no. Uh, I, I wouldn't invest in Gladbach, especially like they're playing Leverkusen next week. So it's not like they have this juicy matchup coming up. If they were, for instance, playing third at home, you might say, OK, I gamble a bit on Gladbach having a decent performance at Munich and I'm setting myself up for a great next match day. But uh, since they have a toughish fixture next week, no, no interest in Gladbach. I think we can move on. Uh, like the only thing is, if this match is called off and we get confirmation how it's handled, so players get, like in the past, I think they got their average scores so f that they had so far this season. Just to mention that, Levy is sitting at 14. Yeah. <laughs> Davis is sitting at 10. Like these were two players, I think, Especially Lewandowski I would bring in probably because he didn't test positive so far. So uh, if this game is postponed and they play next week, you, you already have Lewandowski and you have 14 points in the bank. Uh, Davis tested positive, so there's a risk with you picking him. You get the 10 points, but next week they play and Davis is still, still might not be able to go. So uh, that's the risk with, with Davis, but... These would be the two. Müller has 11 points, but I don't want to block, uh, I think, two strikers on a game that is postponed. Yeah, that, that is it. At one point when it, you know, the, the COVID cases kept racking up and you were hearing reports that it might get called off. And I was doing the debate as to whether bringing Bayern players in with their average points may actually be just as beneficial uh, this weekend. And I, I, I kind of hope it doesn't happen. You could bring in Jonas Hofmann with 10 points. See, there you go. You get, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> good long-term <laughs> hold back there. Exactly. Uh, he'll sort you out nicely for next but he's injured, yeah. so he he would be out still next week. But exactly he would it, yeah. get the 10 points this week if it's like handled like it was in the past. I mean, the good thing is it's the first game of the weekend. So if it gets called off, I think that has, you know, a, a we know in advance, um, ultimately, whether that's going to happen or not. Yes. I, I, as I say, yeah. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I do hope they go ahead with it. You know, as, as we said, there's precedent for them to go ahead with it this weekend. But let's move on deeper into the fixture list because there's plenty of games to talk about. We're going to try and cover as many bases as possible today. So if you got that, Gladbach, not really worthy of investment. Well, actually, you know what? I do want to ask you, what, like Luca Nets, is he the beneficiary of uh, Ben Zabayini being at Africa Cup of Nations or is Joe Scali? Do you think who's going to play at left back? Um, I think Scully will play if he is able to. I think he tested positive as well in recent week, and I'm not sure if he's able for Friday. I haven't seen any news on that. So it's either Scully or Nets. Okay. I think Lina got his post back on the, uh, as a right back. Yeah, that's it. Lina's back in, yeah. um, absolutely. But no, I think you are right, actually. I think Joe Scully 
is out with COVID, but I don't know whether there was an update from the press conference. I'd have to double check. Anyway, for now, let's move on. Leverkusen against Union Berlin. Union, a side that will be hard hit. Uh, Taiwo Awani, their top scorer this season, will be at the Africa Cup of Nations in Cameroon. They are away from home against Leverkusen, who have actually lost more often at home this season than they have away from home. There are also three Bundesliga games without a win coming into this game. I mean, their situation at the end of the Hinrunde, though, flow was a lot different compared to the start of the Rook Runde. They've had people return from, from injury. Patrick Schick was scoring goals for fun, but they weren't winning games. How do you feel about this matchup? Yeah, Leverkusen is definitely one of the sides I want to invest in. Like They have two interesting defenders. Who would have thought that we would talk about two interesting Leverkusen defenders in the fantasy game? Uh, not me, James, but uh, I think Frimpong and Baka both are viable. Uh, I personally lean towards Frimpong because Baka at one point maybe like he has a higher risk of losing his starting berth once Tapsoba and Kosunu, these two players are uh, at the uh, Africa Cup of Nations. So Hinkapi will play probably as a center back and Baka will play as a left back. So that's how the predicted lineup looks. And Baka is a bit cheaper, 700,000 cheaper. Um, he's 6.5 and Frimpong is 7.2. So if this swings the needle, uh, I think you can go with Baka. But if, if the uh, 700,000 doesn't make any big impact on your team, I would prefer Frimpong. You got Wurz in midfield. Yeah, I, I don't think we have to talk about too much about his quality. And Schick is definitely one of the candidates to fill... Like, I've got one striker I bring in, that's Lewandowski. And the other two are up for debate for yeah, me. I'd Probably no Erling Haaland for me. I'm like, I'm, I'm <laughs> he's addressing the elephant in the room right away. No, I'm not sure if it's a bombshell. But I watched that game at Berlin and Dortmund really did look dysfunctional on that one. And Haaland... He looked disinterested uh, at times. So his pressing was on par with the stuff we've seen from PSG with Mbappé, Neymar and Messi <laughs> just yeah, having a waltz uh, around the pitch. Um, that, that was something I haven't seen from, from Haaland. I was, uh, I was disappointed in the way he handled himself. Interesting. Uh, at Berlin. Very interesting. So uh, and 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 frankly, this is looking good right now. So uh, yeah. Well, let's 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 not. Yeah. Um, that's why Schick is definitely definitely <laughs> yeah. on my short list, but only two players left. So. Well, I want yeah. I wanted to ask you about one other because I mean the, the midfield market in the Bundesliga fantasy world is stacked with some big price options. You know, you've got your Kostiches and Kunkus, you're buying midfielders as well in there. Florian Witz is up there, but is there any word? from your or any argument from your perspective to go with I mean oddly over someone like Florian Wirtz if, if you're struggling for budget uh, I, I, I yeah. think he's a bit questionable uh, oddly that is apart from that no I wouldn't fault you because uh, because I think like the 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 attacking three behind Schick will be DRB Wirtz and Adli if all three are go and that's probably for the next two or three games. So I think it, it, it's totally viable to go with Adli. Uh, I think he's more likely to get subbed out earlier than Wurtz is. 
But he definitely has shown that he's capable of scoring. Yeah, just I wondered if, if people might be doing the debate as to prioritizing which high price midfielders to go for. If Virts was on the chopping block, then Ardley is this nice, you know, option alternative that you can still get into that. How much is he, James? I, I okay, checked, off the top actually. of my head, I want to say eight point something million and eight point one, as a, a quick search tells me. So Okay. Yeah, that, that that's definitely an argument. Um I I want to have some clarity on his health because like he had some issues uh, going into the week, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I haven't seen any news on him. I was going to say, I actually hadn't, I, I hadn't heard any doubts yeah, that, um, about him coming into this game. Oh, and uh, he, he started with individual practice in the week. During the week. Okay, that's always, that's always a good indicator. I mean, there are other options, you know, within that Leverkusen squad. But, but they, didn't, like, they, they didn't say why. It was on Monday. So he started the week not training with a team. And that's the latest information I have on him. But so it might be nothing. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nadi Mamiri, Karim Bellarabi, they're waiting in the wings to potentially step in if needs be. I, that, but I wanted to bring up Adi because I thought he was a player that didn't really get a lot of mentions, yeah. uh, especially towards the end of the Hin Runde. I mean, there are bigger price players that kind of take the focus off of him, but I thought he was worth a mention. And on that note, actually, I think let's move on to our next game because it's Freiburg against Armenia Bielefeld. And maybe a couple of players that I think might be worth a mention that we haven't really when it comes to talking about how fabulous Freiburg have been, not just in the Bundesliga this season, but in the fantasy world as well, because they've had their second best ever Bundesliga Hinrunde. Streich uh, celebrated his 10-year anniversary, a very feel-good moment, and I think he's eight eight years ahead of the next longest-serving head coach, if I'm not mistaken, who's Urs Fischer, which is absolutely incredible. He celebrated his 100th Bundesliga win on match day 17 against Leverkusen. They come into this home game against Bielefeld, and we talk a lot about Christian Gunter, but I wanted to ask you about two other Freiburg defenders, namely Philipp Lienhardt and Nico Schlotterbeck. How do we feel about those two as alternatives of getting into this Freiburg backline? Because both, despite being centre-backs flow, are putting up good numbers, do pose a goal threat, and do win challenges. Yeah, but like I'm always leaning on goals for centre-back. They aren't really predictable. And shot involvement for centre-backs isn't really predictable. And you're right, so far this season, Schlotterbeck has 144 points, Günther has 100 45 points so they're just one point apart but i still believe that Günther is by far the superior pick with schlotterbeck you you're not even saving that much money because he's sitting there at 9.4 million so i'm no um if you want to go cheap leanad is sitting at 5.6 but the difference like leanad is sitting at 104 points for the season. So the difference between him and Schlotterbeck and Günther is actually quite wide. So uh, I, I'm, like, I don't like banking on, on centre-backs, getting goal involvement, unless they are really, really cheap. So like two million. Yeah. That, that, that's when I'm starting to think about. Usually I don't have centre-backs in my squad. But that's, I mean, 9.4 9 million for Schlotterbeck, 15% owned. I mean, okay, again, yeah. pinch of salt based on the fact that he had a good start to the season, so did Freiburg, so he may be in some teams that are dormant, let's say, nowadays. But nevertheless, I thought that was an impressive statistic for a, a centre-back that plays for Freiburg. And of course, I mean, we had the big argument. Mark Flecken is probably top of a lot of people's lists when it comes to goalkeepers as well. 
We haven't given them any praise yet, and we probably should because they've been very busy recently um, on the official uh, DNL Twitter account, it's keeping up with all the COVID news um, or the press conferences and whatnot. Again, they are our recommendation of your one-stop shop on Twitter when it comes to all the team news that you need to know. And they also have a breakdown, again, of how the goalkeepers dovetail during the first couple of games of the Rook Runder. So well worth checking out their feed. Nevertheless, I think Flecken, based on his success rate, his save percentage, and Freiburg's clean sheet potential is still a viable candidate. But if you were picking a player from this game, Flo, who would it be? I'm going with Christian Günther. Although I have to say that also Vincenzo Grifo is viable, but there are a lot of midfielders I like this week, so I'm not sure that he's making the cut with his price tag of 14.8 million, but I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't fault you. And Freiburg is traveling to Dortmund. They're having the Friday evening game next week, if I'm not, yeah, just check, double check that, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably not a match I want, like, Günther I'm fine with. I'm not sure I want to have two Freiburg players for that match because Dortmund at home is a very different story than Dortmund away from home. Uh, agreed there. Can I ask you about someone from the opposing team? Because Bielefeld do have Kreuter Foot next weekend. Patrick Wimmer, 5.1 million. They won back-to-back games to close out 2021. He picked up 24 points in the 2-0 win against Bochum, 5 points in the 2-0 win against Leipzig. Is he someone that piques your interest at all? At least a bit, yeah. I, I, I definitely uh, looked ahead as well and saw the matchup against Fürth. And Wimmer, he's, uh, he's cheap. And if for some reason Freiburg falls flat, he might be one of the guys who could benefit of it. But I, I, I can't see me going there personally. Yeah, it's an interesting one because it's the last game of next weekend, Bielefeld against Foot. So you might end on Patrick Vimmer against Kreuter Foot. I mean, it could be a tricky one. And there's nothing to say that you can't bring him next week anyway. But I just wondered whether he might be on people's radars as a viable budget buster in midfield, which aren't the easiest to find. Although I know you've got a couple on your list, Flo. So let's maybe move on to the next game where we will highlight some of those players. Goiteford against Stuttgart. Now, Stuttgart have only won one of eight away matches in this season. They've drawn five and lost four. However, you may well remember, ladies and gentlemen, match day one, a 5-1 win for VfB Stuttgart. They registered 30 shots, no less, against Goiteford. Do we want to dip into that market for that reason again, Flo? Yeah, Stuttgart has my, probably my favourite budget midfielder in their ranks with Chris Furich. Uh, he's costing you 4.8 million. Um, he's very good after set pieces. His shot involvement is high. Uh, he had some health issues in the first part of the Hinrunde. Like, my reasoning would be that now he's 100% and uh, could be a pretty important part of uh, the Stuttgart attacking play. There's some risk involved. He's not 100% to start. Uh, I, I personally expect him to start. And if Stuttgart has success, uh, I think that Furich has to be involved. Uh, And that's why I really like the pick. Um, I think you can make an argument for going with Borna Sosa because like a lot of set pieces could be uh, in the cards for Stuttgart at Fürth. 
I wouldn't go with Sasa Kalajic though, because like he probably is in the camp of not being back at a hundred percent, and at least Kicker uh, doesn't predict him to start right away. So yeah, I mean, Matarazzo in his press conference said, "We'll see if it's enough for sixty minutes," which is normally yeah. an indication it's not. <laughs> yeah, and and that's me. Like, if the best outcome is him having sixty minutes, like I'm not touching him. Oh no, agreed, agreed. I think he's he's a potential candidate. You know, further on down the road in the Rook Runder, this, I was going to jump on the Silas Katumpa Mavumpa bandwagon straight away, and then he got COVID on. I think they announced it on the 31st of December, so right at the end of the month. So he's not a candidate. But I, I'm looking at Stuttgart flow, and I, you know, this foot game aside, as a potential team to have a big improvement in the second half of the season compared to the first. Do you feel the same way, or do you think we're going to see very much the same Stuttgart side? No, I think they'll improve. Would be my guess. I think they have been unlucky in games and they have been bad in other games in the Hinrunde. But I think they pull through and they shouldn't be in relegation trouble once the end of the season hits. Would be my estimate with Kalajic and Silas being back and other players like Führich making the next step. And so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for the second part of the season for Schurkan. Well, no, yeah, I, I think, yeah, as I say, I think improvements on the cards. It'll be interesting. I think them, Wolfsburg and Gladbach, it's which of those three will improve the most in the second half of the season and get themselves out of trouble. I think those are the interesting candidates. Let's move on to the next game, Hoffenheim against Augsburg. Augsburg down there in the relegation battle, but they did lose just one of their last six Bundesliga games before the Christmas or winter break. Meanwhile, for Hoffenheim, uh, I think we talked about this in some of the last episodes of 2021, but Andre Kramrich is still just one goal away from reaching 100 competitive goals for Hoffenheim. He has scored twice this season in the Bundesliga, but does have seven assists to his name. That includes the hat-trick of assists he got against Augsburg on match day one. I mean, this feels like the battle of star strikers with Ricardo Pepe on board now. So who's your player pick, Flo? Not Pepe, I can tell you that. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I know there's hype. Like, I never saw him play. So I'm, that's, and I, I don't expect him to make an instant impact. Uh, I'm going with Kramarish here, uh, 15.9 million. Because, like, we're now hitting his stretch of the season. 55 of his 80-something goals, Bundesliga goals, that is. So he's 99 all competitions, but... 80-something in the Bundesliga and uh, 84, I think. And 55 uh, of these goals, uh, he scored in the second part, so in the Rick Ronda. He could be uh, really good. Like, I saw him in a predicted lineup up front, and now Kicker has him playing as the number 10 with Bibu and Ritter up front. Yeah, I would like him more if he w would play as a striker. So I'm not sure. Yeah, but he's still in the mix for me. So I have to see how things shape up. Um, yeah, and the only other player I would think of is Pavel Kadarabek. Although there's some talk that Akpoguma might still start, I don't think that will be the case. But like, at least you heard it, uh, Kadarabek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kadarabek is 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 a good choice, but he's not cheap by any. No, that's that's um, it. I mean, he had yeah. a good end to the the year as well. He kind of came on hot after his return from injury, and that was why I think a lot of people are backing him to keep the right back role. I mean, it will be interesting to see who they start with. I would like to see Kadajabek because I'll be honest, he's in my draft team right now, <laughs> uh, which does make a difference. But I, I agree with you, Andre Kamrich. I think yeah, interesting. He's got the competition up front, but he's still an incredibly viable option. Yeah. 
Let's move on to Leipzig against Mainz because we talked about Bayern. Uh, Leipzig also hard hit by COVID cases, although their situation has improved significantly over the last 24, 48 hours. Nevertheless, they have lost as many times this season as they did in the entire of the 2020-21 campaign. Meanwhile, their opponents this weekend, Mainz, they enjoyed their best Hinrunde for six years, which, of course, you may remember, started with a victory against Leipzig on match day one. So, Player pick-wise, Flo, who are you looking at here? I'm going with Dominik Schoboschlei, 12.1 million. And I might actually double up on Leipzig midfield. Because after this match, they traveling to Stuttgart, they conceded the most shots. So I already said that I expect Stuttgart to have a good Rick runder, but I still expect them to not a destructive kind of football, which makes me like the matchup. Nevertheless, uh, like regardless of uh, if I think that the opponent will might win or not. I think uh, Stuttgart is just, it produces fantasy goodness. So Schoberschlein and Nkunku both are viable. Nkunku, I think, can train to, on Friday, first time after oh, his... Oh no, he was back in training today. Kun- I saw, a, tw- I saw today. a tweet from okay, Leipzig okay. saying he was back in training today. Because yes, Nkunku okay. and Andre Silva were the big COVID cases where we thought, okay, right, they, we might have been looking at them as viable options. Yeah. But Nkunku, yeah, I saw a tweet that he's back in training already. So that's good news for us. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Do, do we get any news that he's at 100% or like, uh, is he some risk? That, that might be asking for too much. Because yeah. <laughs> Olmo and Forsberg are injured yep. and Kunku got COVID. So yep. Schoberschlei is the, like really the only attacking midfielder who's at 100% and was there the whole pre-Rigronda. So I expect that he will like, probably will have set piece duties because everything they wanted to train in Kunku just wasn't there. So I expect set pieces to be split between Schoboschlei and Angelino. And these are, these two guys are probably will have in my squad. Yeah. If no, I can afford yeah. uh, Angelino. Uh, I think he's a bit overpriced from what we've seen from him. But with a lot of uncertainty going on and Leipzig definitely being able to improve a lot from what we've seen in the Hürrenrunde, uh, I, I, I take my bet with Angelino. Yeah, I mean, although I mean, there's, there's a word to be said for Klosterman, who is likely to line up at right back. Henrichs yeah. and Mukiele are both out. Yeah, likely is, is the key word here. <laughs> I'm, not sh- like, I'm not sure enough with Klosterman and, and like how much... How much is he anyway? I mean, how much are you saving? Yeah, nine point three million. You are so saving, you're, you're what, 4 saving million? five million. Yeah. Yeah. If I knew that he'll start as a right back, definitely viable. Um, although I, I, I'd still prefer Angelino. You know, I, I like to go high or yeah. low. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually, Klosterman is just sitting there in the middle. Okay. No, I, I, you know what? I, you know, he's, he's exactly in that mid price range where you don't really know whether to go. For. It's him and Pavel Kadazabek, 9.9 million yeah. Kadazabek. They're right in that gray area. So I do, I do understand it. But yeah, just with Henriks and Mukiela out, I think he could be actually, you know, this surprise candidate, you know, Vegas choice this weekend, perhaps. But let's move on to the first of three standalone fixtures that close out the match day. Saturday night, it is Frankfurt against Dortmund, uh, a fixture that produced seven goals on match day one. Uh, But when it comes to individual players, uh, you've got a bit of a different mix within the Frankfurt ranks. Philip Kostic without a league goal in five games and has never scored in 14 matches against Dortmund. Meanwhile, Jesper Lindstrom came out of the woodwork towards the end of the Hinrunde. He got four goals in his last six games. Does that change anything in the Frankfurt market for you, Flo? Because Kostic has been such a permanent fixture. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Kostic. Lindstrom uh, is always COVID. I'm not sure if you've seen that, James. Oh, wait, no, I haven't. Okay, right. <laughs> Lindstrom that and Da Costa are like... It came, hit hit us an hour ago. Or so. Oh right, okay. So, okay so, I tell you, the changing landscape. I can't even keep up with it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm sure. So uh, you have to uh, excuse us out there. I'm sure we're missing people because there's so much news going on right now. It's a full time job to get the overview. It, yeah, uh, it really is yeah. right now, actually. Okay, well then that, that changes the question a little bit because <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would be viable. I agree. Yeah. Um, but. I think I'm going with Kostic and he's a blue chip and I'm keeping him in my squad. Frankfurt, they traveling to Augsburg next match day. So uh, I like that. <laughs> and honestly, I like the matchup against Dortmund. Uh, they have been so bad away from home. They have some personal issues or personal issues. I think the, there you go. <laughs> the way you pronounce it makes yeah. a difference. <laughs> it's an important distinction. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some have personal <laughs> issues as well, but yeah. And Kamada is price-wise. He's so close to Kostic. He's costing you 12 million that although you know that he's in a starting lineup, I, I, I can't see myself not finding the 5.3 million that gets me from Kamada or Kostic. Or if I, like, if I don't have the money, I probably look elsewhere than Kamada. Um, in that price range or go lower. Yeah. But Kostic, I think, is is a really good option, especially like he will line up a lot against Meunier. And I'm not sure, like, if he, like, Meunier hasn't installed in, uh, like, uh, a motor <laughs> uh, in, during winter break, I'm not sure how he wants to keep up with Kostic. Well, you, ne you never know what Santa might have brought him, um, you know, yeah. for Christmas. <laughs> but something tells me that might have been out of the budget. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, like, maybe he can take over Glasner's e-scooter, but I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 not even fast enough. No, I d we should laugh because I mean it's just it's one of those things. But yeah, to, to yeah. fall off an e-scooter and, and suffer the injuries that Oliver Glasner suffered is there's an element of comedy to it. But yeah, ho hopefully uh, Frankfurt don't fall on their faces against Dortmund, and that is it. I mean the, the games they have afterwards. You mentioned Augsburg, but then they're at home to Bielefeld, away to Stuttgart, home to Wolfsburg. Yeah. We talked about Gladbach. You can't really make the argument to invest in them because they've got good fixtures coming up. But Frankfurt, I think you can make that argument for. So I'm, I'm glad we've done that. But how do you feel about investing in Dortmund? Because while you're not so necessarily hot on their prospects here against Frankfurt, they do have the Friday night game at home against Freiburg next weekend. The only Dortmund player I have an interest in is Guerrero. But probably not even Guerrero because I'm going to have Günther in my squad. And so I have already a defender who plays Friday night next next week. Although it could be the case that I want Guerrero in my team, depending on how Dortmund may look this week. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he would really be the only one. I'm not sure. Like, Brand is doing okay right now. Bellingham is is a great player. We know that, but yeah, I can't see myself pulling the trigger um, with so much quality out there. And yeah, the Dortmund not having a good matchup against Frankfurt. Frankfurt is really on a roll. So yeah, they were. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I would slightly. Uh, I think um, in in my book, Frankfurt is uh, slightly favored in this. I think game. yeah, eight, eighteen points from there from a possible 21 
to close out the yeah. Hinrunder. I think yeah. only six out of the last seven. There, yeah, there you won. go. So only only Bayern picked yeah. up more points in that time frame. So yeah, Frankfurt had found their groove, um, and it'll be interesting to see whether they pick up from there. I mean, I agree with you. You mentioned Erling Haaland already as well. I mean, he's registered six goals in his last six games in all competitions. He did look a little disinterested against Hertha. I would hope he comes out a bit more motivated. I personally will have him in my squad because okay. I think the flexibility he affords is also useful this weekend. It Although is. admittedly, based on the next fixture and a striker that we may mention, it's not ne- it's not a necessity, let's say. So let's move on to that game then, Hertha against Curl, because this is it. We may need a bit of flexibility this weekend. You've mentioned from Frankfurt, Dortmund, it's kind of Kostic and maybe Holland if you're in my camp. You know, Hertha Köln is the next one, Borkum Wolfsburg then on Sunday as well. These aren't the most attractive fixtures to produce flexibility flow. But Hertha against oh. Köln... Oh, okay, yeah, go on. You've got a, you've got a counter-argument. Go on. <laughs> I, I just think that Cologne is really lining up well with Hatter. Because uh, Cologne had the most crosses out of every club in the Bundesliga. They had scored the most goals after crosses. They have Modest, who scored the most headers this season. And Hatter is conceding the most crosses in the league. And they conceded the second most headers, uh, only second to third. So. Uh, on paper, it's it's looking nicely for <laughs> Schmidt's Modest combination. True, and it's definitely like I have both. Uh, I have interest in both players, and I also have interest in Florian Kainz. Although, like I have to say that his set piece taking was so brutal before the winter <laughs> break yeah, that I'm not sure that he kept his job as being the set piece taker f- for Cologne. And that's definitely would dent his fantasy value um, with always being the risk of him being subbed out. So I might just concentrate on Schmitz and Modest and no kinds for me. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's certainly a, a good way to go. I mean, they've lost Rafael Tricos, who's moved to Chicago uh, to play in the MLS. They've got Elias Shkiri, who's at the Africa Cup of Nations. I think they're still worth a risk. I just wonder with Hertha whether they're going to be this unknown quantity, you know, winter break, go back to the drawing board. Maybe we see a slight improvement from them because they were solid on home soil to end the Hinrunda. They had Richter scoring goals. He's uh, enjoying his highest scoring Bundesliga campaign to date, but he does come up against Anthony Modest on the flip side, who only Robert Lewandowski has had more shots so far this season than the Frenchman. So I think it certainly offers viable flexibility. Shall we talk about Borchum Wolfsburg to see whether there's a little bit more there? Because No. <laughs> that, that's the answer, is <laughs> That's it? really the game I'm almost like... I, I can make it real quick. Jérôme Rossignol might be of interest to me. Yep. Because Kofa tried to play with a three-man back yep. line. <laughs> Um, during the winter break, out injured. that's success. Yeah. They 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 scored five goals against Paderborn, which is good. They conceded four, <laughs> which is like mm. <laughs> not yeah, that great. That's one way to put so it. I'm not sure no. that they will go forward with playing with a three man back line, but that would get Roussillon in a role more up the pitch. And I'm talking about Roussillon here because Otavio. Tore his ACL again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah, he's definitely unlucky with all the injuries he had. So it should be the Roussillon show. And they playing at Bochum. They're good at home, but they're not like goal scorers. They're not scoring too many goals usually. And then they're hosting Hatta. So it's not a, wor- a bad setup. And I think there are worse things you can do than than get Roussillon on your squad, but no interest at all. And now the 
any other players. Just because of Wolfsburg did look so broken. Uh, why bring in Vechos if I need a, like, if I want flexibility, I'd go with Modest over uh, Vechos. So, no, this, yeah. I, that was it. The, the I angle I was going to take on this one is that Wolfsburg, for me, are such an unknown quantity. They could come out and improve compared, they but are. therefore they I are. just don't want to really invest in them because you just don't know what you're going to get. No, and, and Bochum has been so sound at home defensively. Yeah, and, that too. But they still not too, like, high, high-powered... Uh, attacking play that I want to invest in Bochum. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's a stay away for me, yeah. mostly. Although, one word for Riemann, um, Manuel Riemann, the Bochum goalkeeper, yeah. because only Hradecki and Mark Flecken of Freiburg have made more saves than him this season. So, I think, you know, if you're looking for viable goalkeepers, he should be high on your list. But let's close the show then with some player picks. Our three of choice, as always, and it starts with the Vegas choice, uh, a bit of a gambler's pick for match day 18. Who you're looking at flow. I'm going with Anthony Modest. Oh, is he, is he a Vegas like choice? Said, really? <laughs> you think it's not risky enough? Oh, maybe, like, I don't know. No, because I think Modest comes with inheritance. I think in the landscape, if like most people will buy Lewandowski and Haaland. True. So they have a Friday and a Saturday evening game. How many of them will bring in Modest in their squad? No, I agree. Not, not many, unless they need yeah. to save money. I, I think there's some risk because of, like, Korkut now had time for the first time to really train his team. We've seen him being more leaning towards parking the bus kind of coach. Cologne, if if, if Hunter says Cologne has to play with the ball and we see what happens, uh, usually Cologne has trouble doing that. So uh, I think there's some risk of Cologne falling flat as a team at Berlin. Uh, I think that's a possibility. And that's the risk coming. If they have attacking production, I'm, I'm pretty positive that Modest will be involved in that. No, I, okay, that, that I agree so with. That's my argument from him being at least a bit... <laughs> a bit of a Vegas trust. And let's say that the odds wouldn't be that yeah. long on, on Anthony Modest. They may be a little bit longer on Pavel Karajavec. He's my Vegas choice. Uh, 9.9 million mentioned the fact that he had a strong end to the Hinrun. He was getting forward. He added a new di- dynamic down Hoffenheim's right. And I like his chances of picking up where he left off. Super Schnäppchen, who's your budget buster then for this week? <laughs> yeah, I think you could guess. It's Chris Furish. 4.8 million. I think he has great potential. So it wouldn't shock me if he would be one of the higher scoring midfielders this week. Risk attached. So I had him down as a biggest choice at first, but I thought like he's more because of his price tag, he's more uh, the super schnäppchen. There's risk of him playing. There's also risk of Stuttgart not fulfilling what we expect from them going into third, but Furious potential, his his range of outcome is pretty wide. But if you hit the higher range of outcome, like you're golden with under 5 million. Now, that's, uh, I think, a very a, a very fair argument uh, for him. I mean, Tongi Koulibaly could also be another uh, way to dip in. I think he's even cheaper than Chris Furick. I had him down as a super snapshot option, but decided to go with Mitchell Backer. 6.5 million instead. The Leverkusen left back just wanted to not pick two Stuttgart players in the same category here. And so, yeah, I thought I'd throw out his name at home against Union as a viable option. 
How about your banker flow, the, the man you're putting all your faith in this weekend? I'm going with Dominic Schoboschlei, 12.1 million, great price tag. And uh, he, he probably has to carry Leipzig this week and maybe even next week. So, uh, and I, I think he's totally capable of doing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, we picked him on the show as a Vegas pick before. It's worked out nicely. I think he's a great banker choice. He was my banker choice as well. Um, but I will change things up. And you know what? I'm going to throw Borna Sosa's name out there as a, as a viable option. Uh, I like the matchup against Koita Foot. And so therefore, I think, yeah, as a one and done, I think this weekend you could do much worse than Mr. Borna Sosa. And he's in my draft as well. So I kind of, I feel like I got to pick a player that's at least in my predicted team right now. I'll see if any changes are made between now and kickoff of tomorrow night's game, assuming it does go ahead as planned. But for now, that brings us to an end of this week's episode of Talking Foosball Fantasy. It was good to be back. Again, we hope you've enjoyed the festive period. We hope you've slid well into the new year uh, and hope you're looking forward to what 2022 has to offer in the Bundesliga and the fantasy world. Thank you for joining us feel free to get in touch on social media if you haven't joined it yet the talking football fantasy league is there for you to join but for now from me your host james thoroughgood flow and the rest of the talking football crew auf wiederhören auf wiederhören